0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Daily Hit a Pod with your host, Nikki Glazer, coming in here hot. I feel like I was just, I'm trying to get through this podcast really quickly before I can get to a, um, a Zoom meeting that I have to be at in, in 20 minutes. Uh, we've got a lot of clips to go through. It's a, its an extended version of the show today. I mean, it's the usual podcast day. It's Monday. Um and so it's a—it's not just a hit a pod today, it's a whole damn pod. And I'm going to be late to my meeting because I want to give you guys the content you deserve. But I swear to God I started off there thinking that if I talked faster that I could get through it faster. When it's not about getting through anything, it's about spending some fucking quality time together with you, my listener. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's Monday. It doesn't feel like Monday because I worked all day yesterday as well, but... Um, on My days, like I've told you before, my days are kind of like I work Sunday through Wednesday on the radio show and then, um, but I'm working pretty much every day. You guys, have found a way to become a workaholic in this um, quarantine, although I've been saying no to a lot of shit. I'm getting asked to do a lot of podcasts, a lot of different Zoom shows. Um, Maybe even not enough. I feel like there are more going on than people have asked me, and I almost feel left out. But I do think that people think I'm too good for those Zoom shows, which I am. So I want to keep it clear. I don't want you to invite me. I don't want to go to your party, but I want to be invited. You know what I'm saying? Uh No, it's actually really nice that I'm not getting asked to do as much stuff as I know I could be asked. There's a lot of people that have my email and a lot of people that have my number, and they could be bothering me to do stuff, but they're not, and it makes me – um happy because I have a hard time saying no but I have been saying no to things um not everything though <laughs> not everything and so my schedule is kind of like filling up with just like different meetings and different um po- different uh, podcast appearances but why not you know uh got to keep it fresh got to keep it tight uh just want to stay conversational want to stay social i mean honestly i keep talking to people or I keep talking about, I guess, how it's important right now to stay social and we're social creatures. And I just have not been craving, um, my friends because I'm getting my friends on my radio show, which you're going to hear a lot of in, in this episode. I do. I do most of these by myself, but I don't feel alone when I'm doing them, even talking into this, um, to no one, you know, like in the room with me, I still picture you guys on the other side, enjoying it. And it like moves me and it makes me feel connected. So kind of reminds me of this um, documentary I'm watching. I really recommend it. It's called The Pharmacist on Netflix. And I don't think there's been one thing that my parents and I have watched that I've been this like excited to get back into. Um, Andrew, Colin recommended it to me. And he he knows what I like so he was like I just promise you you'll like it so I got into it last night with my mom and dad really recommend it oh my god the first episode is like a documentary in and of itself and it doesn't even devolve. like get into we watched two episodes but the pharmacist on Netflix it's so good this isn't ruining anything for you but this guy lost his son um at the age of 22 the guy wasn't 22 but his son was 22 and tragically died And this guy had to go back to work as a pharmacist and he was like struggling with like having to deal with his son's murder and he could only cry so much to his wife and she was obviously going through her own thing. So he would just record himself kind of talking to God in his break room and like processing his feelings alone into a recorder and he has all these tapes. I mean this happened in the 90s. Uh, the early well I guess early 2000s late 90s and um the recordings sound like shit but it re- uh, basically I was like wow he just sounds like he's doing a solo podcast but it really helped him he said so um you guys could do that for yourselves like you could you could just make little podcasts I gotta be honest with you I started podcasting before I ever had a podcast I remember being like I think I maybe have something to say but I don't know And so I just started doing, I was driving on the road at the time and I just started doing long solo podcasts to be like, what would that be like? And I'm guessing it was a lot like this. In fact, I'm almost positive it was. So, um, I don't know. Journaling helps any kind of like self exploration. Journaling always feels stupid to me because I'm like, who am I writing to? Even as a kid, I was always like this. I better die tragically so that someone turns this into a fucking book or something, because otherwise, what am I doing this for? It always felt like a means to an end, which when you're journaling, there's supposed to be no end. It's just supposed to be for the moment. You don't even have to go back and read your journals. It's like just good to do. But I do remember like being a kid being like, if this isn't my diary of Anne Frank, I'm not really interested in doing this. And, um, and for that to happen, I would have had to be, you know, I would have had to die. And that's like very sad. So, um, yeah, I gotta. I gotta. Uh, I don't know what my point is. I never was able to keep a diary as a kid. Never. Always wanted to. My friend Kirsten wrote in her diary every single day. I was so jealous. She would just like, she has a document of every single day of her life. And there's part of me that wishes I did document every day about, like, and I know this is dumb, but like, what I ate what I did for my skin because there's sometimes you look back at pictures and you're like dude what how much sleep was I getting who was I talking to like what was my regimen back then because I was killing it and obviously I didn't know because I always think I'm not as good looking as or like I don't ever think I look as good as maybe I do it's always in retrospect that you look back and you're like god I was killing it and I almost want to know like what I ate that day or what I was eating that month of my life. Like what what vitamin is deficient in my life between now and when that picture was taken because I was fucking glowing that night. There's one picture of me that like I'll never get over and Joe List isn't it comedian Joe List. It was back when I like drank. I think it was right before. I I mean, I was I remember racking my brain being like, what did you eat that day? What did you do that? Like, I would like to document it just to see, like, when do I look my best? Like, what am I doing? My mom did um, compliment my skin today, this morning. She knows that I don't like compliments about my looks, but she was like. Nick, your skin, whatever you're doing, it's amazing. And I don't know what people mean by that because people from my past and people who knew me when I grew up and like have known my struggles with my skin and don't really know me as an adult. I used to have like acne pretty bad. And I think that's what she meant. Like you don't have acne anymore. And that's just because I'm not getting my period. So uh, my body is not like hormonally balanced right now. I think it's like devoid of hormones. Um, so I think that's why that's happening because when I am on birth control or something that like stops my hormones or does some, you know, I don't know anything about science or my body to be honest with you, but like, I know my acne is hormone related or it's touching my face related, which I'm doing less of, even though I literally just dug my dirty fingernails in my eyeball to scratch them. (sighs) So anyway, you relate to any of that i'm sure you do um your notes to me have been lovely in your dms think, in my dms thank you so much for all the kind messages I, even if i don't get back to you i promise you there's like an 85% chance that i read it and i know you're like how could i write like seriously like three pages and pour my heart out and she wouldn't get back to me and i just have to tell you it's because a lot of people are doing that and i can't get back to anyone everyone i really just can't it's like It's literally impossible. I just read a message and I was like, God, I would love to write something thoughtful back to this. But I'm guessing that would engage in a dialogue. And then there would be more. I've done it before where like one of you will reach out to me and say really nice things and I'll say thank you. And like most of you have boundaries and you're like, I just want to say that. Thank you. I know you're busy but sometimes it becomes like we're friends and I would love to be friends with you. Most of these girls and guys, I'm like, Oh my God, if you listen to my podcast, we would be friends. I just don't have time to make friends now, even with this quarantine. It's weird. Um, but that being said, I love your messages. Write them to me. If I heart them or do anything, even hearting them is kind. I know you're like, that's the least you can do. It's actually not because you have to approve it. Then it has to load. Then you have to go back in. Then you have to heart. It's like it takes a little bit. But know that I, I see most of them and that they do make me feel great. Um, there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm feeling so um, grateful about that. Um, moving on, I um, I guess we got to get to the actual clips of the show. It's so wild how far like the, the radio show I do every day. Um, on Monday, if you've never been to this podcast, welcome to it. But we're going to break down um, my serious XM show. We're going to go day by day and, and walk us through it. So you're going to get to hear a lot of different voices that you're not used to on this podcast if you've just joined us. Um, it's an extended version. On the first episode I'm going to walk you through, it was with Anya Marina and Nick Yusuf. This was last Monday's episode. And um, we were talking about meditating. Nick is someone who meditates. Um, I got him into it, I think, with the Sam Harris app. I don't want to take credit for that, but, um, I do believe I was the one that um, told him to do that. A lot of you have written to me about that Sam Harris app and how you've gotten into it. I, um, I'm really into TM right now, which is transcendental meditation, um, which you have to get like, kind of go to a course to get certified for. But, um, whenever I need a break from that or something really a quick hit, oh man, Sam Harris is the best and it's free, dude. It's free. So anyway, let's talk to uh, Nick Yusuf and Anya Marina about meditation on Monday's episode of You Up. Check it out.
0: Whenever I was, whenever you were like, download the app and start today.
1: You did the waking uh, up app.
0: Yeah, I've been doing it for over a year now. I remember Every.
1: one time coming to radio and seeing you outside. Yeah, just like st- <laughs> like uh, I think you were just staring because I think you were doing. It was one just of like. The- yeah, because a lot of these- <laughs> I was with you. I remember that. Yeah. And right, I go, look yeah, at yeah. Nick. Just, he's, I go, he's totally Sam Harrison right now. And because because I had done the meditation right before you. And yeah. it was an open eyes one, which I'm always like, oh God, I just want to close my eyes. Sam, let me sleep. I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, there are some open eye ones, but you can learn now by taking his course, 50 day course. You can get it for free. Um, he, t- he tweeted back at me the other day, Nick. I almost lost my mind. Cool. I retweeted that like, if you want to learn to meditate now, take this 50 day course it costs fourteen ninety nine a month, but if you can't afford it, he gives it to you for free. And I said, "Thanks, Sam Harris," because that is really nice of him to do. Oh yeah. And he wrote back, "Thanks, Nikki," and I was like, "He wrote like he typed my name. It like Sweet. I it shook me in a way that like I haven't felt that way about like being acknowledged by um, someone I admire in a really long time. It felt so so good." Since but, he's, but I hear him all the time. My dad does his meditations. So are you doing the 10-minute ones or the 20-minute ones? And how often do you do it, Nick?
0: I do, for the most part, I do uh, the 10-minute ones. Every once in a while, if I feel like a little extra anxiety or whatever, I'll do the 20-minute. And sometimes I'll do a second one at night before bed, like a 10-minute one uh, at night
1: before bed. Um, uh, you know what my favorite sentence is? What? In the final minute of this session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. I know. In the last you're like, minute, you're yes. like,
0: yes.
1: And you're like, it's one more minute left. He always gives you a warning. It's really like, you guys, you won in on that inside joke I just laid out there. Because it's very calm. <laughs> Sam Harris is just like a good, whether you agree with him politically or uh, spiritually, whatever, he's just doing a good thing with this, this app. And I know meditation can just seem so daunting and like, what the fuck is it? it will only help you and it takes 10 minutes a day. So if you have the time to listen to this radio show, you truly have the time to add 10 minutes to your life. And even if you have to go to your car and be like, honey, I'm gonna go, I'm starting this thing, I'm meditating and your husband's like, what, what the fuck? If people are confused by the fact that you're gonna go meditate in the next room, that's kind of fun, mix it up, confuse your family. That was Monday's episode. Uh, Yeah, that was, um, God, that feels like so long ago and it was only a week ago. I love Nick Youssef. I love Anya Marina. It was so good to talk to them. This show has been so therapeutic. And like, that's what I was saying before. You know, I'm not getting to talk to my friends as much because I get all the talking I need to done on these podcasts and these these radio shows. I really feel extremely social. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be like living truly alone right now. Um, I do know that because my parents sometimes leave me here alone um, for uh, extended amounts of time. And being alone, it's harder. It's kind of nice because I have the place to myself. And, you know, it's not like a long time. Now, if I was in an apartment in New York alone for weeks, I just wouldn't do it, dude. I would seriously, I would have to fly a friend in. I would have to fly someone to hang out with me. And then, of course, we would have our, like, they would have to, like, leave me alone. But it would be hard, like, if I was even in my one bedroom in New York and I flew a friend in. To quarantine with me, which you're not even allowed to do. I mean, that's, that's against the rules. But, like, if I flew my mom to... Like, if me and my mom flew to New York and, like, lived together in an apartment um, or a friend... I don't know what I'm trying to think of. But I'm just saying, even in New York, I would not there wouldn't be, there's so much space here. I'm so lucky that I have like a wing of the house that I can kind of retreat to, or there's tons of land to walk around and go on walks and not feel like you're in anyone else's space. Like it would be hard in New York city. So I hope everyone's like talking to their friends a lot. And, um, I mean, what phase of the quarantine are you in? Like I'm in this weird I cried on my radio show today. So the radio show that you're going to hear, I'll play a clip next week of me crying. I think you guys deserve it. You've definitely heard me almost. No, I haven't really almost cried on this show. Um, it was with, uh, it's going to be Tuesday's episode, actually, of You Up. Um, so you could actually hear it tomorrow if you want to. It'll we, we tape the episodes a day in advance. And tomorrow's episode on Tuesday that will air on SiriusXM. You can get it for free. You can sign up now, SiriusXM.com slash Nikki Glazer, capital N, capital G, Glazer, SXM. I just posted about it. So if you want that link, just go to my Instagram. Um, you can get it for free, download Sirius. You can um, stream me, Howard Stern, everything, and you can hear the show that you're hearing now. But I really recommend, if you're hearing this on a Monday when we release this, tomorrow morning, listen to Old Glazed Dog like have a breakdown and I did not there's only that's only happened on the show maybe three times which is already too many where I cry and I like don't really want to you know there's sometimes I cry and I'm like oh this is good and I should feel these feelings I really did not expect to cry on the show today but Anya kind of um teased me in a way that I was not ready to handle and it was not her fault she was just being very gentle about teasing me about something but it just like hit in this weird way that just felt like Everything that I it all the things I think about myself I was like other people see it and I'm trash and what am I doing like and it just what I was getting at was it hit on the head for where I'm at in the quarantine now like I've moved on to acceptance like my stages of grief like I've accepted what this is. I I have accepted pretty quickly actually I think I accepted like day one I was like I don't have a stand-up tour anymore that's okay I don't have this anymore that's okay I'm paying too much for an apartment that I don't live in fuck it whatever you guys have heard me talk about this and I think just yesterday or today or something I just realized I think it's turning 36 and I know that's so stupid but there's something about aging another year in quarantine living at home not having a boyfriend not having any prospects like I just am like what this is sad, like, your life is kind of sad right now, and you're kind of, this is sad, and you should feel sorry for yourself, and not, like, too sorry for yourself, but, like, letting a little of that in isn't that bad, just having to, like, brace every fucking, brace yourself for every feeling you have, like, I just don't ever feel like I am entitled to feel sorry for myself, like, I have, um, I have money, I have family, I have my health, like, why am I crying, but, like, today, I just kind of, I couldn't, my defenses came down, I was weakened, and I cried. And I felt a little little sad for myself in the moment because I just I was talking about I was talking to two women who have one has a husband and one has like a basic fiance. And they were once single like me and they found someone and they're going through and they're talking about they then they then were comforting me about like crying. They're like, it's okay to cry. Like we cry too. And I'm like, I know. But like, I don't – I I think I cried because I felt so comfortable with both of them and Noah, who was listening. And I don't feel comfortable crying generally by myself. You guys know that. Um, and I don't have anyone – like, I don't feel comfortable crying in front of my parents either. I feel more comfortable talking about sucking dick than I do crying and being like, I'm scared to my parents. Or like, uh, like it just – it just – Because Anya even said to me, she was like, go, I was like, who's supposed to hold me when I cry? Because they both gave examples of crying and they were both like, yeah, and then my husband holds me and I just sob into his chest. Or then I hold my dog and I cry into my dog's fur. I'm like, my dog wants to go hang out with my dad. And my dad, if the thought of crying into my dad's arms makes my skin crawl, like that's just ain't going to happen. So, you know, I don't know. If you have someone to cry to and that will hold you when you're crying – um, be very grateful for that because that's not something to take for granted and I think it's something I used to take for granted and I know I don't want anyone to message me saying they'll hold me when I'm crying I, that will really disgust me so this is my own making I made my own bed of having no one to hold me when I cry <laughs> and I'm sleeping in it so don't don't feel sorry for me I'm just saying that's like something I look forward to having in a relationship during the next pandemic I want a man to hold me when I cry how about that Um, Will I respect him? Probably not because uh, he's holding me when I'm crying. What's wrong with him? That's just I'm just kidding when I say that. Like I I hope to um, be attracted to a man that is okay with my emotions. But in the past hasn't been a thing that I'm very attracted to, you know, so I'm going to work on it. Uh, And while I do that, why don't you listen to another clip from my show? It's Tuesday's episode. It was with Anya Marina and Ari Finling. Ari Finling is so fucking funny. You guys have got to follow his content right now during the quarantine. He has a a brand new baby born in September. And he's just making hilarious videos about being a new father. And um, he's just so honest and funny and weird Ari, and you can follow him at they call me Ari, A-H-R-I on Instagram. I really recommend it. And he would appreciate the follow that kid that he needs a win. Just give him a follow. He's so fucking funny. I wish I could find, he was writing on my show before everything got canceled. And, um, I don't know. I just believe in him comedically. He's like a hilarious comedian and just like a content creator. So they call me Ari and, um, we're talking about parenting. This is uh, me and Anya and Ari on Tuesday's show. Last Tuesday. Like everyone, like, your par- <laughs> my parents would only help me with my homework when they knew when the answer. When they answers. knew it. I loved when they didn't know because I could be like, you're stupid. Like, I get oh. to, like, tell them they're dumb and they couldn't argue it because they didn't. know. And they'd be like, well, I'm sorry, Nikki. We didn't get taught this when I was in fourth grade like you did. And I'm like, I think you probably, I think addition was around back in the 60s. See, both I, of my
2: parents were teachers and so I was just like, It's even more frustrating because then they when teachers try to teach their own children, they're for some reason like, Okay, two plus two is they really four. Down to you. And you're like, I'm yeah. seventeen.
1: <laughs> my mom yeah. dropped out of college and she one time she offered to help me with my homework and I was like, I think maybe dad should help me oh. and not a good look.
2: Not wow. a good look.
1: She still holds that
2: against you. I
1: um, Yeah, I just never wanted their help. Like, my mom would help me on big projects. Like, if I ever had to, like, present a thing, like, it would get big fast. Like, I remember one time she, like... It was, like, a, a... We had to give presentations on, like, endangered species. And I did, like, the giant panda or whatever the fuck. And she made one out of this, like, chicken coop wiring. She, like, constructed a giant panda that was gigantic. And then she paper mache cloth and like made a paper mache gigantic bear and then painted it and i had nothing to do with it i was like in the other room like writing about pandas and she just made this thing for me so that's where my mom would really come in is like kill it with like the visual elements to projects did did you ever write dioramas oh yeah oh oh i thought you said diarrhea oh yeah <laughs> I, I, I made a lot of that I've been making a lot in a of that like, yeah. <laughs> I just was shit in a shoebox. Shoe shoe that's my diet <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we had to do I mean what are some like school projects that you guys remember like I feel like everyone had I did a cool
2: tasting food. test a blind taste test with my friends this is how you knew I had issues with food I was like it was my science project and I blindfolded my friends and I just did a taste test between different foods.
1: Oh. Okay. Like, what That's great.
2: Strawberries or dirt, you know?
1: Yeah. I once blindfolded my sister and made her take a bite. And this wasn't for school or science. This was just to bully my sister. But I made her eat, um, take a bite of a mayonnaise. uh, uh, Oh, God. It was a plum with mayonnaise on it. Like, those are the two (laughs) things I found. And I just remember my mom, my sister cried. It was like, she made me eat a plum with mayonnaise. Which is truly, (laughs) as a kid, there's nothing worse that I could have. I can't believe I did that to her. Like, that's worse than anything I could have done to her. uh, Because I hated mayonnaise. So then my mom was like, well, Nikki now you have to eat a plum with mayonnaise. And I remember being like, I'm running away from home. Like I packed, I was like, I was screaming and ran out of the, like I, but like when you're a kid, when your parents say you have to do something, you like actually think you have to, you think it's like a law of some sort. So I was like, I have to hit the road to like avoid the sentence i used to threaten to call it used to, cps used to be called dyphus back in the day when we were kids and anytime my parents like told me to do something to do i'm like oh you know what well i'm gonna call dyphus but i didn't know that the Dyfus. word was dyphus
2: and, and i and i
1: know but i used to say dreyfus and they'd be like oh yes. you're gonna go call richard dreyfus right now <laughs> like he's gonna help you
2: I literally oh watched What About Bob last night and he's so incredible in that. He's movie. great. Yeah, he's, so he's incredible.
0: When I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. we made my brother drink his own pee, so don't feel bad about your plum with mayonnaise.
2: What on. really are yeah. savages
1: That was Anya and Ari Finling on two, last Tuesday's show. Um I just got back from Trader Joe's and Walgreens, I had to go pick up a new prescription. I'm getting on new antidepressants. Um, Trintellix is going to be weaned out of my system pretty soon here. I got a lot left, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm moving on to something else. I did a genetic uh, test with my psychiatrist where she, like, analyzed my genome and uh, it was very apparent why certain medications don't work for me and certain ones do. And she recommended this new kind and I'll tell you about it when I start it, but I'm very excited to start something that is more natural and less, um, she actually told me that like psilocybin, uh, magic mushrooms would actually be the best, one of the best things for me, like that my body would process based on my blood work and genome. So, Might look into that. I had a lot of guys write me. A couple people actually wrote me after I was on Bill Maher talking about my emotions and my struggles. And they said that, um, hey, you should try, you know, mushrooms. I'll get you. Like, people, like, asked if I wanted to buy some mushrooms. It was really nice of people. I did buy mushrooms. You all know that. But they were the cooking mushrooms. I had, um, I've boughten, I've boughten. That's a new word I made up during the quarantine. I bought, I've boughten, um, two hundred dollars worth of mushrooms from and that's not the drugs the kind that you cook from a local mushroom grower naturally mushrooms on um or mushrooms naturally on instagram which one of those anyway they're st louis based they delivered mushrooms to my doorstep these last batch i just didn't get through them in time and my mom went to cook them last night and she said they were moldy and i was like shit and then i just went and looked in the box and um I picked through them to find the ones that weren't moldy. And yeah, there's some mold on them. It's hard to tell what mold is on a mushroom because isn't mushrooms, aren't they mold already? And what do, like, what is, if you eat mold, you'll get sick, I'm guessing. Like, I'm just like, is it going to taste bad? Because they smell like mushrooms. They smell fine. I just don't know what's going to happen to me if I eat some mold off a mushroom. Like, will I die? Let me know. If you know, if you just speculate, then don't DM me. I don't need to know an answer. But if like you actually know what would happen if I ate mold that grows on mushrooms accidentally and didn't get it all off, because it looks like fluffy kind of. It looks like cotton candy, like the kind of mold. Oh, and then there's this, but it's really hard to tell. I'm serious. Like mold looks like mushrooms. So I'm just like, wow, I'm just like getting more mushrooms, more bang for my fucking buck with these I have hen of the woods mushrooms, which just sounds like so, why would they be called hen of the woods? I guess they kind of look like hens. They're like clumpled together. Clumpled? Okay, boughten and clumpled. Added to uh, the word a day calendar that I'm coming up with while I'm home. And I'm supposed to write a book. Yes, I am supposed to write a book. Pretty soon. And um, don't know what that's gonna look like, but that will be happening. I'm setting an intention. It will happen. I will write a book. You know who wrote a book? My next guest that was on the Wednesday show, Bonnie McFarlane. I had um last Wednesday, Bonnie McFarlane was on the show again. So much fun. Bonnie and Andrew. Um oh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, we we're t- <laughs> we time to remember this conversation. This is good. This was funny. Bonnie's so fucking funny. She wrote a book called Um Oh my God, her life, I've been friends with her for years and I had no idea how fucked up her life was. Not fucked up, but like she has a lot. Her memoir is crazy and it's called You're Better Than Me. Oh my God, and I do think she is. She's so fucking cute. The other day we were doing this show, this show that you're going to listen to. And I was like, where did you get the shirt you're wearing? She's just like wearing this cute shirt that's just like an undershirt. She's like, I don't even know. And then she texted me two days later, be like, oh, that shirt, by the way, was James Purse. And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. Everyone's so fucking nice. Can I just say like nice people? I remember being in sixth grade and I had the first day of sixth grade. We had to go around the class and whatever the first letter of our name is, we had to say our name and say something that we liked that started with an N or like the letter. And I said, nice people. And I remember everyone in class was like, you can't just say an adjective. And then, well, they didn't say that, but they were like, that's two words. And that doesn't, and I was, I felt so dumb. We had, that was our homework was to come up with one. And I remember I struggled with it. I was like, what am I into? Like, um, I couldn't come up with anything that was N. I'm trying to think of anything now that I would have thought of as a kid. But I just remember I couldn't think of anyone. So I said, nice people. And the truth is I fucking love nice people nice people are the best and those of you who write me are just like you're nice people like why would you take the time out of your quarantine to write me a dm about how you like a podcast i did like it's just like that's wild to me and also people like give me gifts and draw pictures i mean it's, i know this is all about me and there's so much niceness going on in the world right now which is like the you know that's a mr rogers quote like um you know, when there's, whenever there's like an emergency, always look for the helpers. There's always helpers or whatever. That's like the nicest thing. People at Trader Joe's today were nice. Um, God, the people at my dance party the other night, I'm looking at footage from my dance party and I'm now getting to see everyone who showed up and was dancing and like put on shirts and like decorated their room. And it was such a fun night. Oh my God. Dancing to Taylor Swift with all of you those of you who came, you know how special it was. I hope it was that special on your end. I feel like I've talked to enough friends that were there that it, it really was. And now I'm watching the footage back and I'm, like, getting emotional thinking about how cute everyone was. Everyone's just a cutie. All right. I got to move. Speaking of two cuties, Bonnie McFarlane and Andrew on the show talking about porn. Here's Wednesday's show, last Wednesday, on You Up with Nikki Glaser.
0: But every porn now is, like, it's really step weird. Up. Like, there's a phenomenon step- and stepsister.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing is that, that porn changes how you think of sex, and it changes what you what turns you on. Like, I try not to get too crazy because they don't want to. Then you have to go crazy and crazy and crazier. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like keep some keep it on the rails. You have to your I'm porn so search is rails. like
0: missionary.
2: <laughs> well, I do. This is so crazy, but I sometimes. I don't know why porn is just too graphic for me a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's too, I don't want to see stuff that close up, but I will read um, <laughs> like, you know, Radhika or something.
1: Yeah. That's, you have a great imagination. It's very clear that that's what's going on here. Like, I'm really envious well, was, of it. She was around
0: during the idle phone, so.
2: Yes, I mean, back in my day, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, I just have never. Uh, we worked our vibrators with a foot pedal. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is such a funny visual. Everyone's making like t shirts, cotton t shirts, and you're just fucking yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's god. a
0: genre oh god what is the old lady yeah
2: old or old
1: pioneer know.
2: sex
0: yeah an old pioneer sex it does seem sex.
2: hotter because it seems like anything that's that's um um you know like uh that you shouldn't be doing seems right hot and that's so Back then, I don't know yeah. why, that kind of <laughs> porn. If you ever watch that old-timey porn, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And there that's were, like, kind of so like- many
0: more, like <laughs> – inventions back then like the cotton gin and then the light bulb and then some guys like i can make this stick vibrate for a pussy
2: well you (laughs) know so many inventions (laughs) happen because of porn so probably somebody was just trying to make something you could fuck and then they're like hey look it'll also weave
1: (laughs) also cure tuberculosis
2: yes oh my god
0: that caveman's fucking that wheel
2: yes You know, we could also use that to tr- transport things. Interesting. Someone just was fucking there's, up. There's no greater
1: drive
2: than your sexual impulse.
1: No, there isn't.
2: Henry there Ford just
0: there. wanted to fuck a, yes. a big mechanical woman. Yes. You know?
1: Who was that? It turns Who out it, it was it? a
0: car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the original like automobile engine was just a a yeah. Sibian, uh, the first Cibian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, corn ain't so bad. Um, yeah, like whoever that flew that kite and got electrocuted and like discovered yeah. electricity was just had it tied to his dick. <laughs> I
2: don't know. That's how they do. It discovered was like the way way. To give
1: you a handjob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The Wright brothers were like, let's just fuck a machine in the air.
1: <laughs> First, we have to
2: build a machine that goes in the air.
1: <laughs> it motivated the Man, I want to be in the Mile High Club so bad. What is that? That's when you fuck a mile in the sky. Well, we you don't even know how to get 20 earth. feet in the air yeah, for a yeah, long yeah. enough time to fuck. Well, we're going to get there. Let's do it. You got to <laughs> yeah. dream big. Okay, so now I just... Well, I, you know I, what, though? Like
0: oh sorry but i mean that's funny but it's like so many i mean it really is driven by vagina like all these guys were like yeah yeah i I mean i I
1: was talking i i've always thought that like even when i was a kid i was like the the reason we have everything is because men want to fuck women (laughs) and like have like luxury like Mm -hmm. people just want to be rich and that's like motivates everything so that they can fuck but even being rich is so that you can fuck a lot
2: Right. Like every guy who got into comedy, one of the biggest reasons was, it was to get girls. But why do girls go into comedy?
1: Um, because we're not good at anything
2: else. I know. It is true. Because we, da- we dance like robots. Hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I truly, like when you ask me that, I'm like, why did I do it? It's like, because it's the only thing I'm good at. And I needed some kind of job because if I just have to stay at home and be a mom, I'll probably kill myself someday. Well, I'll
2: just, I know you have to go <laughs> to break, but I do think one of the reasons- I mean, I what, used to think that. One of the reasons that guys don't like when women are funny is because then they're like, if you can do it, then I can't use it to fuck you. Oh,
1: <gasps> You know what I mean? Bonnie, it's like that's so true. Because they can't. Because it's not special anymore. That's
2: the thing they had that they were using to fuck women.
1: Oh my God, because so, so many guys do use that because guys develop a sense of humor when they're not that attractive and that's how they compensate. Right. And then when, you, and we're funnier than literally every man that doesn't maybe do stand up. And so, well, that's, yes. Look, and we're no, funnier than most of the guys that do do it. And there's
0: no inventions left, okay? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, if I could have, you know, made a, a tricycle or whatever, I could get laid off of that, but now I gotta be silly you know well, what I mean like there's no inventions left
1: yes there are inventions left are you <laughs> kidding me there's like guys are getting laid from like starting tech shit I mean it's all COVID-19 out. needs a cure yeah oh no. get on that no, get I've been on working that, on that I will get laid so much we need to really spread that we will <laughs> fuck anyone <laughs> who comes up with a cure that's how we're gonna get it that was Wednesday's show. Um, moving right along. I gotta get to that meeting. I've already given you more time than I thought I was going to. But listen, this is this is what it is. I can be late to that thing. Nothing matters in this world anymore. There are, you know, times when people should when you get to a Zoom meeting late, it's almost fine because everyone just assumes you got you were taking a shit or something. Cause like you're you you know? The problem with um being late on Zoom is that, well, I guess you can show up with, like, I always want to, like, smoke weed. Like, I'm always, like, wanting to smoke a little bit of weed before I go into, like, an hour-long Zoom meeting because I'm just like, how am I going to get through this? Um, and so sometimes I forget to do that and then I get on camera and I'm like, fuck, I can't do that anymore. At least with, like, phone meetings, you used to be able to, like, drink and smoke and do whatever you want. Now I'm like, if you, you know, you can't, you're you just kind of frozen there and has to have to be, like, on Um, apparently SNL had a really good Zoom meeting sketch the other day. I didn't see it, but, um, I should watch it. I really loved, um, what's her name? She's a new girl on SNL. Let me look it up really quick, because she's so fucking funny. She's not even new. She's been there a while. But, um, she did, like, a review of different movies that she's been watching from home. And, uh, let me just see what her name is. It's so cute and so funny. Oh, yeah. It's, um... Why wouldn't they tag her in this? Don't worry, no, I'm not... Oh, Bailey is the... the... I forget this girl's name, though. Shit. She plays Bailey Gizmert. And it's, like, the girl who was, like, giving movie reviews, like, in her room. And that was a really funny SNL segment. Um, I liked Tom Hanks' uh, monologue, too. I got to watch Louis C.K. tonight. Um, I want to watch his special. I uh, I might be going on Stern pretty soon. And... um. Howard Stern show. And so I want to talk about things that are relevant to what's going on and I think um I might be able to talk about that and have some opinions about that. It's hard to come up with stuff to talk about on these shows. It's hard to just not be like I've just been like trying to cry a lot, you know. But um I'm coming up with stuff. If I go on Howard Stern though, I got to get a sex story. I got to do something wild pretty soon here I think I'm gonna uh re-download hinge because my hinge is actually broken my dating app hinge raya what's happening on raya though is all I'm getting a bunch of messages from guys that have messaged me months ago and then I never followed up to them which is shitty of me I matched with them they say hello and then I never say hello back like what's wrong with me but then it's because I see like one picture of them where they're like wearing a tank top and I'm just like oh I I didn't see that until now and now I don't like you it's like that minor I'm such a bitch Anyway, here's Thursday's show. Oh, my God. This was so fun. God, I love my radio show. I love this podcast, too. Thank you for listening to it with me on Monday. You know I'm going to be back tomorrow, but this is the clip that's going to take us out because I really got to get to this meeting. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. This is Ian Fidance and Carlisle Forrester. And, um... Oh, this is the story of how um, I had something stolen from me recently. I don't know if I told you guys this, but it, it's worth it's worth a listen. Enjoy this clip from Thursday's show of You Up with Nikki Glaser. And you know that you can get SiriusXM right now for free and listen to my show every day in the morning, uh, 10 to 12 Eastern on SiriusXM channel 95. You can just download it now. No credit card required. SiriusXM.com slash Nikki Glaser, capital N, capital G, SXM, capital SXM. All right, go do that. And then you can listen to these shows every day. Tune into the show tomorrow because I cry. It's a good one. It's with April Macy and Anya Marina. But this is last Thursday's show with Ian Fidance and Carlisle Forrester. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I'll say it now because you won't hear it later. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> like ages ago, my parents' friend bought me um, AirPods. You know, Air- yeah. what, is that what they're called? AirPods? I never know. Okay, Air yeah, AirPods. Air AirPods. Air yeah, yeah, yes, those. And um, noise-canceling ones, brand new, ordered them. Ordered them two months ago. They were back-ordered. They finally arrived to my new apartment, which I'm not even living in and probably never will live in. I'm going to break my lease, probably, and have to pay. I'm going to lose literally $50,000 on an apartment that I've never even stepped foot in even one time, um, oh which God. feels great to say out loud. Uh, but anyway... So my, my AirPods got sent there. My assistant is now living in my apartment that has no furniture. She sent them to me. They arrived yesterday and the box was fucking empty and someone stole them out of the box during shipment. And the box wasn't like, you know, an Apple box. It was like a... It That's was just happening like, a like, lot. That's happening a lot. And I, I honestly, my mom was so upset and my mom was so pissed and my dad is like, those motherfuckers. And I go... Honestly, someone's, like, enjoying having them now. So it doesn't bother. Like, someone is getting enjoyment out of that. I hope they are listening to this show with my my (laughs) AirPods. I got insurance, so I'll get them back. I would have loved to get them. But that person probably deserves them. People delivering packages. Yeah, maybe you deserved a $300 tip. Let's get real. We're Right now, we're living in a time where the workforce has been completely decimated. They probably stole it to sell it to make money to uh, feed some sort of thing that they're missing in their life. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, they either sold it. Yeah. It does have my name on it, and it says, I got it engraved, and it says, please be a good person, and then has my number. (laughs) So hopefully, like, if you do get AirPods or any, like, Apple thing, get it engraved and, like, have it have a message that makes the person feel bad that they might have (laughs) found it. And, like, just be like, karma is real. And then have (laughs) your number. Yeah. I really, I swear to God, if anything appeals, it, and a lot of dumb criminals are really religious because um, it goes hand in hand. And so if you appeal to their sense of like, <laughs> you're going to die and like burn in hell um, for what you're doing, yeah. I think that's a, a way to get things back easier. Yeah. So I- hopefully they, they get sold to the right person because I bet you're right. I bet they're going to get sold and no one's going to check what it actually looks like, like the, yep. the, the thing. And once they get it out of the package, they're going to see that it's engraved with my name and my number, and they're going to know it was fucking stolen. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Absolutely. Wow. I hope that somehow they end up back in my hands because of the engraving. That would be rad. Could you imagine? Um, Wouldn't that be beautiful? This has been a Comedy Central
2: podcast.